And he just kind of gave me, he just jumped to a conclusion of, oh, you haven't felt well, you're being irresponsible, you're going out with COVID. I was in pain. I was in a lot of pain. I couldn't work. I couldn't do any, I couldn't eat. I couldn't work. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything. Dr. Lisa Fitzpatrick, founder of Grapevine Health and your host of the Grapevine Health Podcast, a podcast highlighting stories, health insights, and experiences of community members. We started this podcast because too often discussions and decision-making about health and the healthcare system don't include perspectives from the people we serve. So listeners, if you have a personal story or an experience from working in the community or on the front lines of healthcare, Contact us, and we might have you on the show. This week, I'm talking to our very own producer, Nicholas Elias, who met a few challenges while seeking health care during the pandemic. Nick, thanks for being on the show today. No I heard you. Ha- I heard you. Uh, you haven't been feeling that well, and you've had a really interesting experience. So, what happened? So yeah, I started feeling bad about a month ago. A bunch of different symptoms: fevers, coughs, sore throat, and I ended up going to the doctor several times, different doctors, the hospital even, um, to get treatment, and no one could really figure out what it was, but along the line i took four different covid tests at four different places four Four different tests why four every time i went in they would give me a new test or they wanted to give me another test and had you had the results of the previous test before they gave you another test not always it depended on the place i went to some of the places it would take 10 to 14 days for me to get results back Uh, some places did it instantly uh, but other, most of the time, it was a really long delay in between getting the results and taking the tests. Did that surprise you that there were so many different ways of getting a COVID test? Well, I don't think it was the ways of getting it. The way the the mechanism of getting it seemed pretty much the same, you know, in the through the nose. But I think that the difference was the what I was told after I got the tests. Mm. So on the first hand, I got the test at an urgent care facility and they told me that there was a delay in testing and it would take about three to five days. And that was when I called them and asked them about how long it would take for the test to get back. I went to the urgent care, I got tested, went through the door and the physician said, did they tell you about the wait? And I was like, oh, I called on the phone and they said like three to five days. And he said, oh no, they were supposed to tell you that our testing is really delayed. It's about 10 to 14 days. And I was kind of shocked because I was 
you know, they all, all say, you know, after 14 days, you're done with your symptoms. Like, oh, quarantine for 14 days is what we've been hearing for months. So I was like, well, by the time I get my test results back, it wouldn't have mattered because I'd already had been quarantined for 14 days by then. Right. What's the point? Yeah. yeah. So that was the first time I got it. And then I, I, at that point, my symptoms were just like a, a more of a sore throat and a cough. And I was really just going, and I didn't think it was anything related with COVID because I didn't have those like telltale signs of COVID, like a fever or like loss of taste or smell. Um, but I wanted to get checked anyway, just because it had been a while that I'd been sick and I, you know, no one really knows what's going on. I didn't know how I've been quarantining, so I didn't know how I would get sick from something. So I decided to get tested the first time and I was, you know, I got that weight. But then a couple, about a week later, two weeks later, I ended up getting the fevers. And while I never lost a sense of smell or taste, I obviously fever is a pretty normal sign for COVID. But at that point, my other symptoms still hadn't gone away. So I said, oh, I better go get some more help. So I went to another, a different urgent care because I was at a different location and it was very inopportune times for me to be seen. This was like eight o'clock at night. Um, and the urgent care referred me to the hospital and I got to the hospital and they told me, okay, we're going to test. We can't test you for COVID because we're only testing people who are admitted to the hospital. Oh, wow. Okay. When was, wait, when was this? This was uh, two weeks ago, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Two or three, yeah. Two weeks ago. I didn't think we were still telling people that. Well, it was, it was weird because I, I said, okay, that's fine. Like I can go get a COVID test somewhere else. 30 minutes later, the guy walks back in the door and says, we're testing you for COVID. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so have I been admitted? And he's like, no, we're just testing you for COVID. And I was like, okay, well, I guess, sure. Let's, let's do this. And, you know, he does the test and then they say, okay, it's going to take five to 10 days to get back. That's what he told me in the hospital. Take it five to 10 days. The next day I get a call from them. And my test results are back and I'm negative for COVID. So it was just a lot of confusion as to when I'm getting my test results back, what they're telling me if I could get a test result. And that's at a hospital and it's one of the best hospitals, if not the best hospital in my area. So to get that from a major health provider, you know, it's, it's not like it's an urgent care. That's like a kind of a third party thing. It's, this is like a major health provider. And they're telling me, oh, we don't actually know when you're, we don't know if we can give you the test and we don't know when you're going to get your test results back. Mm. So what were you thinking when you heard that and all this confusion uh, you're experiencing? What were you thinking? I was more concerned for my own health. Um, you know, this was three different doctors that really couldn't pin down what was going on. And this kind of new weird virus that seems to affect people differently. You know, you hear all these stories about people getting this symptom and that symptom. Um, and it's not that. So I'm sitting there like, well, what, what could it be? Like, what could I possibly have? And I was taking a lot of Tylenol and aspirin during this. That's what they prescribed me. And then about a week later, after I had stopped taking it, because I no longer had pain in my throat and I was no longer running a fever, about a week later, a couple of days after I started taking this and I was fine, I, I got a fever again and I had uh, white spots in my throat. So I then go back to the doctor. This is the fourth time I'm going to a different urgent care now. And they're like, okay, we're going to test you for COVID again. So 
and then they did another th- they did another you know strep test and a culture and i finally got back that i had strep after three different times i had gone to the doctor's office they told me i didn't have strep but essentially what ended up happening is and what i think ended up happening was i went through the full length of non-treated infection with strep and the other doctors were so preoccupied with trying to figure out whether or not it was covid that they didn't think about treating for the full like realm of possible viruses and infections that I could have. Cause they were too, they were so focused on the COVID and, and making sure that it wasn't COVID that they forgot all the other avenues. Yeah, that is a great point. And probably something we don't think about, you know, we see a lot of people who are avoiding the emergency room uh, and going for healthcare for reasons very, very much related to that, believing that, all the doctors care about right now is COVID. And it sounds like your experience uh, reflects that. So what advice do you have for people who, who might be avoiding care and may need to seek care in this COVID environment? I would say that if you feel like you have COVID, definitely go get tested. But I would call ahead of time and call multiple places to see what, how long it's going to take for them to get your test results back. I don't think it's a good idea to go to the hospital if you feel like you have COVID symptoms because they're going to, it takes a lot longer to be seen is what I found in the hospital than when you're just going, you can make an appointment really easily at an urgent care or any other healthcare provider and get straight to the door, especially if you've been there before and they'll give you a COVID test and you're out of there relatively quickly. Um, but the hospital, you're going to spend a lot of time waiting. You know, you have to wait in the waiting room. Then you have to be seen by the first nurse and then they have to get follow-up people. So, and the hospitals I can definitely say from being there are still very overwhelmed in terms of how many patients. When I went to the hospital to get tested, I waited in the hospital room for, three, four hours. Oh, wow. Just to get the full from, from start to finish. It took forever. And it was at late at night. I didn't get back home until one in the morning and you can't, you have to go alone because they won't let any visitors. So I would definitely, I would definitely call ahead and plan ahead. If you're going to think about going to get tested, I would still go get tested. It's not a, a fun experience. Yeah. But if you're, if you're willing to endure it for 10 seconds and help, you know, stop the spread. I think it's a benefit that you can have on your community and your family. So let's talk about that, the experience, because uh, lots of people have had COVID tests. You may have seen the statistic that we now have 5 million documented cases of COVID. That's a lot of COVID. Um, But people talk about the experience being a very um, negative experience. So what, what was it like? I haven't run across anyone who's had four COVID tests. <laughs> so you want to tell people in case they're curious what it's like to get tested? Well, normally what ends up happening is they stick this kind of tool. I don't know how to really describe it. In, like it's not a, a cloth tipped like or a piece of wood it's it's normally a piece of plastic with a little knob on the end that has that cloth or anything to kind of pick stuff up and normally what ends up happening is they'll put it in one nostril for five seconds and then they take it out and put it in the other nostril for five seconds and it's, it's not fun it's very uncomfortable it can be painful 
And I think if I've learned anything from getting four tests, it's that not every physician does it the same way. Oh, that's a problem. And I think it's a problem, but I think it's, it's less about, I don't think the samples they're getting would be inaccurate, but I think in terms of patient care and making sure the person is comfortable, there's definitely an issue. Some of the physicians like to really like get in there and they could kind of jab around in there, which is extremely, I actually ended up having a bloody nose after getting a COVID test because of how much they like put it through your nose and jangle it. Some people, it's, it's weird. Some they just sit it, they hold it there and then they take it out. Sometimes they jab it. Sometimes they, it's, it's never comfortable, but some doctors, the way they do it is very uncomfortable and painful. Wow. Well, that, that's a little bit concerning to me as someone who believes process is very important and needs to be standardized, especially for something that's so important as finding cases of coronavirus. So um, that's, a, that's a little bit discouraging to me to hear that, that there's so much variation um, in the technique. So what would you change about these experiences you've had with the healthcare system over the past few weeks? I think recently testing on COVID has been a priority, which it should be because we are fighting this pandemic still. But I think that healthcare providers need to remember that not everything is COVID or everything does need to be done to make sure that you're treating your patients with the full range of care. You know, I, feel, I felt like a lot of the times when I went in, it was a lot of guessing as to what I had instead of actually trying to figure out what the issue was and really take the time and go through the tests and the checklist. You know, I didn't end up getting an actual throat culture until I went to the hospital, but I'm sure if I had gotten a throat culture the first two times I had gone, it would have shown that I had a different form of strep that would have been easily treatable and would have had me feel better and not have to go through a month of be feeling sick and being feverish and having all these different symptoms and just being confused as to what was going on. So I feel like they, there does need to be a priority on the coronavirus, but doctors need to remember to make sure that they're covering all their bases when they're treating their patients and making sure their patients are comfortable when they're administering those tests is definitely a, should be a priority as well. I used to be an EMT and I will say that having conversations with these different doctors and just really talking to them about COVID, they think it's hysterical. When, you, when, I, when I would talk about my experiences, they would all laugh because it's just ridiculous. Like how does this person not get treatment for a month and has ended up going to the hospital and all these urgent cares and they're talking about, they're, they're just, they, all they can do is laugh about how long it takes them for the labs to turn around tests. Yeah, kind of like I did. I mean, it is absurd. In, in the middle of the pandemic, when we need to identify cases and you're saying it's going to take up to two weeks to get a result, it's absurd. It is laughable. I'll never forget being in the hospital and telling the doctor that I had a COVID test and he was like, I don't, I don't make the rules. You know, we spend $300 trillion on healthcare and we can't turn around a test in 10 days. Oh, he said that. Yeah, he just, he's like, I don't make the rules, but I just, and he just w walked out of the room laughing. It felt like what it was like working as an EMT where, you know, you lose a patient and all you can really do is go back to the, you know, your hub and kind of joke about it or kind of laugh it off because you're going to lose your mind if you sit there and try to 
you know, and you think about every patient that you lose, it felt like that situation where they're, they're just helpless. Yeah, one of the things we want to talk about um, in this podcast is the treatment or the, ex the treatment experience or the what it's like when people go to seek health care. And you were mentioning something about how judgmental you felt some of your providers were when you came back for a test. So why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so I ended up going to get this was the this was right before the doctor that referred me to go to the hospital. And that weekend I was at a party and I started to feel I started to get more symptoms. And that's actually when I got my first fever. And now this fever came nearly two weeks after I had gotten my COVID test. And I hadn't presented with any other symptoms of COVID so far. So that's why I went to the party. At that point, my only symptom I had when I had gone to the party was that I had a sore throat. And I was like, it's not even, it doesn't hurt that much. It's not that bad. And I ended up going. And at the same time at this party, I ended up getting a fever. But that night I ended up going to another urgent care because I wanted to get treatment for the fever and to see what was really going on. Because now these other symptoms hadn't really gone away that I had been with for about two or three weeks at that point. And now I was getting a fever and I walked in and I sat down and the, the one, the triage nurse said, so just tell me what's going on. So I gave him the whole story of like, oh, it's been two weeks or three weeks I've been dealing with this and now I'm getting a fever. And he turned to me and he's like, you haven't felt well for two weeks and you're going out. I was like, well, I told him, I said, I've only had one symptom and that's only been a sore throat. And I had been COVID test almost two weeks ago. So I would have been at the end of my quarantine or the end of my thing is anyway he just kind of like scoffed at me and kind of looked away and was like oh you know whatever and I just I, I felt if it was very rude because he didn't really take my full story and he kind of just assumed judgment when I had been taking precautions the whole time I had been wearing masks I'd been washing my hands I wasn't touching people I would just I was just at this party which was at an open aired environment I wasn't sharing anything with anyone I wasn't touching anyone I was you know not super really social distant, but I wasn't very close to anyone. You know, I never felt like the transmission could have happened. And even if then I was being safe and I had hand sanitizer on hands and he just kind of gave me, he just jumped to a conclusion of, oh, you haven't felt well, you're being irresponsible. You're going out with COVID. I'm surprised that it was doctors, but I feel like people a lot get roped into this account when they see the case numbers rise, they think, oh my God, all these people aren't being responsible. All these people are going out, they're going to parties, because that's what you see on the news is all these people getting shamed for having COVID parties and going out when they're not supposed to. And it, it's not those, I don't, I feel like a lot of those people do contribute to the case numbers, but there's also people like that are taking the necessary precautions and are still getting sick. But I've been taking those precautions and to kind of be judged while I'm taking those precautions felt very discouraging. It kind of made me lose a little bit of faith in that healthcare provider. I felt like at the moment I heard that I was kind of like, I don't really trust this provider for care anymore because they're not taking my full story and he's just jumping to conclusions. Yeah. And I'm so glad you shared that because I think a lot of people who will be listening to you will have parallel experiences within healthcare. And it's a lesson for us healthcare providers and those who are working within healthcare to be mindful about how we approach people and to you know, ensure that we are delivering judgment-free care. 
you've had this experience that requires that required you to advocate for yourself a lot of people wouldn't keep going back you went back at least four three times so you had four visits that's a lot of that's a lot of effort to try and figure out what's going on and so for people who might be struggling in the same way or in similar ways but they're they don't necessarily have the support or the motivation to follow through. What kind of advice would you give them uh, to, to navigate healthcare? It wasn't that I was so, I wanted to advocate for myself and I, want, I, I felt like I had something that I needed to fight for. And I, I knew I had some sort of issue that wasn't being diagnosed. I was in pain. I was in a lot of pain. I couldn't eat, you know, it hurt to swallow. I was feverish. I was sitting here in bed, you know, sweating buckets. I was like out of my mind. I couldn't work. I couldn't do any, I couldn't eat. I couldn't work. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything. And it wasn't as much as like, I need to advocate for myself to get treatment. I needed to get treatment and I needed to get this treatment immediately because I couldn't, I couldn't function like a normal person is supposed to function. And ultimately what it came down to is just go, if they can do anything for you or that they can send, give you something or even try to help figure something out, then that's good enough to, to go for another visit as hard as it may be. Cause just that the pain and the sickness that I was feeling needed to stop, especially after a month. Yeah. I'm sorry you went through that. That sounds very frustrating and very trying, but it's also a lesson to me and hopefully other healthcare providers um, that we need to be compassionate, but also be thorough uh, to make sure that we are paying attention to all the other things that are not COVID. So thanks a lot. Anything else you want to you wanna share with us or, or our audience before we go? Stay safe. It's it, one of the things with this virus is that it's not like I wasn't taking precautions. You know, I went out once for a lunch with my girlfriend. And that was the only time I've really gone out to do anything in the past five, six months, but it can happen to anyone. So you really need to take your precautions, wear your masks, wash your hands, stay safe, social distance, um, wipe things down. I've, me and my family have been wiping things down since we got back from the groceries, just because you never know who takes something off the shelf and then thinks, Oh yeah, no, I'll put that back. I'm going to get something else. You just never know. So protect yourself, be safe. Well, I'm glad it turns out you didn't have COVID and I'm glad you're feeling better. So thanks so much for talking to us today. All right. Thank you. our producer Nick who shared observations and advice about navigating COVID testing and healthcare during the pandemic. Thanks for listening to the Grapevine Health Podcast. Our producer is Nicholas Elias. Please like us on social media. You can find us at Grapevine Health on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. 
and on Twitter at Health Grapevine. Until next time, I'm Dr. Lisa, signing off. Thank you.